Who Would Win in a Fight is a limited-run series. Wait, so did you make it? No, I'm saying is I failed my first attempt, and my second attempt is, like, late June, early July. Oh. Yeah. Okay. For, for you and the listener, uh, and the, like, thousandth time I've explained this in the past month, uh, the way it works is there's, like, there's six practical exams and then a written exam, and then, like, all of it is factored in. Uh, and they'll tell you, like, if you fail one of your practicals, you got to get this percentage on the written if you fail two of your practicals you got to get this and if you fail three you know you're you gotta fucking ace the practicals and anything after that is your your sol Hmm. um and the practicals are things like curtain hanging picture hanging uh glass cutting weapon Hmm. safety Hmm. which is a big one knots Hmm. which is like the first one, and if you don't pass knots, you you don't move on because I think it's just if you can't yeah. handle three knots, you're that's you're like not if ready. you're about to take a test and then you hand the person a pencil and they immediately like break it in half or start chewing it. It's like you're yeah, not gonna exactly. You've already failed the test. Correct. Um, and then uh, formal place setting. Ah, which is and I failed weapon safety, which I can. <laughs> I'm not going to begrudge them to, to, to fail me on not acing weapon safety. Right. Uh, glass cutting, which I knew I failed at the time because I just got in my head too much and, and cut it and it didn't fit in the frame. And then formal place setting. The good news is, like, they tell you what you failed and then, like, a week later they call you and sort of explain everything. And I failed formal place setting because I used the... Uh, I used the espresso saucer instead of the coffee saucer under oh, the coffee dear cup. Dear Lord. Yeah. On one hand, I want to be like, you know, that's stupid and that's too high of a bar. But I yeah. guess, I mean, uh, I don't know. Well, it's, all, it's also know. like, so I got an 83 on the written, um, which, you know, is pretty good. And I think it means if I had passed mm-hmm. one more practical, I would have gotten in. Like, it's like the good news is... You know, if I improve a little bit in each category, I should definitely get in. If I can, you know, if I try to pass all my practicals and I just pass one more than I did, I'm in. Things like that. So it's, like, encouraging, but then it's also, like, fuck. It was, like, so close and I didn't make it. Yeah. But. it's hard. Don't think of it that way. You got to think of it, like, um. I can think of it over the way I want to. Okay. I mean, that's fine. If you, I mean, if you want to beat yourself up over it, that's. I do. makes sense. No, it's not beating myself up. And I actually, like, almost said this to a stranger the first time we were taking it, where, like, we're going in, and I'm, I was, like, telling someone else, and was, like, because you, you pay your application fee, and you get two chances, mm-hmm. and since, like, most people don't pass the first time, I was just telling somebody, I was, like, listen, we're going into this blind, I just see it as, like, you know, even if we fail this, like, it's our, you know, it's our practice run for for doing it, the, for, the real, you know, the real one, Right. Uh, the second time we take it, and some guy was like, "You're already beating yourself up. You can't do that. You're already like." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, I'm like, I'm telling myself what I need to tell myself, so I'm like not freaking out right now. Like, yeah, don't you know? Don't tell me how I have to fucking do this." See that that's the thing that pisses me off is when people who are not depressed try to give advice to people who are depressed. 
And they're like, oh, man, you just got to look at the sunny side. And I'm like, that is yeah, not going right. to work. Don't tell me to think of things that way. That will make things every, everything worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Well, <clears throat> starting off, as we always do, yeah. irreverently, uh, I'll just go ahead and do an intro here, if that's okay with you. That is the best thing. This is a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, called Who Would Win in a Fight? It is myself, John Duda, my f- good friend, Adam King. Hello. Having a little catch up where Adam is telling me about failing the union exam. Mm-hmm. It didn't, you didn't fail. You got like a C, right? I didn't or pass it. it. It's, it's, a fail. it's a fail. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't now just get into a mid-tier union. I, I have to. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't even know what we should begin talking about because we don't even have a an established fight. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I know what we should start talking about. What? Have you had any interesting dreams lately? I did have one that's interesting. Have you? No. Okay, well, then I'll just go ahead and tell this one. Uh, this was a while ago. I was sleeping at my girlfriend's house. Just a little... Is this... Wait, is this in the dream or before no, no, no. the dream? You had the dream sleeping at your girlfriend's house. I was physically in my girlfriend's house dreaming of a better life. That's awesome, life. man. Yeah. Um, so I the dream was that I was in... A garden, and everything was like very gray and overcast. And I was like, "There's something going on." Where I was like trying to like dig a hole, and then me and my friend pissed in it or something. I don't know. The point of this though was that there was something dramatic going on, but like dangerous, but also not entirely fully threatening. It felt kind of like a game, but also threatening. And a very large man with no neck. And, and a lot of muscle and like big bulging eyes and no hair on top of his head, but white, long, white, shaggy hair uh, uh-huh. coming down to his face. It was a, a very horrifying figure. And he's just kind of, I don't know, he's naked and he's running Dude. around looking for me. How was his dick? I don't remember. I was uh-huh. too scared. I was mm-hmm. running from him. And uh so i was running around and then of course ran into my mom's house and we're running around and we're trying to hide because he was coming after us and he's just like slamming his fists into the wall did you hide in the den i hid in my mom's closet and i remember i was in the closet behind her clothes and i could hear the guy coming in i was like oh shit he's got me and he threw the door open and i jumped out and like threw my hands through the clothes to like hit him in the face and uh, did that in real life. <laughs> I was so scared. Yeah, I went, ah! And scared my girlfriend because she was asleep. That is scary. And, and then I think it might have been the same night. It might not have been. Uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning, her son was at her house. And he didn't feel well when we all went to bed. And then at 2 o'clock, I was awakened to the sound of splattering vomit. 
uh, in the doorway and a silhouette, blurry silhouette of a of a small impish figure barfing on the floor and it scared the fucking shit out of me. It's not a great thing to wake up to. No. Yeah. Are you going to be someone's stepdad, John? I don't I don't know. Um not legally, I don't think. Are you not legally allowed to be someone's stepdad? Well, I have to I feel like I have to acquiesce to that and I don't think that I'm ever going to feel I'm ever going to do that. Um I actually did have something better to talk about. I'll just cut all that fucking dream corner out. What? Um, but it's a oh. it's a staple of what well, we have. Okay. Well, which is also what we call this podcast that I didn't yes. interject at the beginning. Which is also a staple. Um. So last night, Graham and I, Graham for the new listeners, mm-hmm. is my Hi, roommate Graham. and somebody that both Adam and I went to high school with. It's true. Um, we went to a monster truck rally. Nice. Hold on to your hats. The big one is coming to the Silverdome this Saturday night, 8 p.m. WKBD, TV 50, and 101 FM, WRIF. Welcome to Metro Chevy Dealers, U.S. Hot Rod 7th Annual Crash. Arema. 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 Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you a little bit, a little thing, a couple things that I learned while I was at this monster truck, truck rally. Was truck there? No, I was really disappointed. They didn't was run over cars. Gravedigger there? Gravedigger was there. Oh, Nice. Uh, and he had on the truck, you know, like spray painted, uh, fiberglass and it looked, it had the exact aesthetic, uh, of a, of like a Coney Island ride, like the haunted house at Coney Island, uh, which I found very, um, pleasing. Um, so my, I guess my key observation is that I found it very comforting to be there and Uh it took me a while to identify why but i eventually came to the conclusion it's because uh at a monster truck rally any monster truck rally it is 1998 sure it is not it's like you know they're playing like who let the dogs out and there's like shitty new metal and like it just feels hmm? i said all your favorite things yeah. Uh, culturally, it has not changed since the 1990s. It's got, mm-hmm. like, that same yeah. slightly country, slightly intense metal, uh, some rap, um, intense motorsports. It's very loud. Yeah. Here's the other thing, though. I think this is um, a fun game that I came up with. Oh, so, of course, I immediately started fantasizing about what kind of truck I would want if I were going to have a truck persona. Okay. What kind of truck persona? Because there, mm. so there was some of the ones that they had at the show last night was a uh, soldier of fortune was, was a military one. Sure. I mean, um, yeah. there was zombie that had two skeleton zombie arms, arms sticking out of the hood. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, monster mutt. Monster mutt. Just monster mutt. Yeah. It's, it was just pr- painted Brown and had like, you know, a growling face on the, and <clears throat> what they do as well. So it's like several competitions and it's races and then like spinning donuts and all this stuff. And then, you know, it's all mostly just, you know, them really going fast, matching into each other, whatever. At the end they had freestyle and okay. it, it was, yeah. So there's a kind of a platform in the middle and they, you know, that's where they were, like, jumping up in the air, and they're like, oh, wow, that's, like, a huge truck, and it's, like, up in the fucking air. 
mm-hmm. but it's kind of boring because it's like, what can you do in a truck? You know, you're not going to do a kickflip. Right. Oh. Because that's basically what it is. It's yeah. like skateboarding. Was there like so, a gigantic half pipe? It's not a half pipe. It is. It's hard, kind of hard to explain. It's like, um, it's like a, a curved curb, but it's slightly larger than that. And then like a, it's like a, a mesa with curved sides okay. so that you can. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but um, so they had, I was like, you know, this is fun. I'm excited, but it's also loud. and I kind of want to go until Max D came up for his freestyle. Who's Max D? It's just one of the cars, the trucks. And he doing his, you know, the same tricks everybody else is doing. But then he backed up and revved it up and there was a bunch of tires set up on the side of that Mesa thing. Mm -hmm. And he hit it full speed. And Adam... He did a forward front flip. That's pretty cool. In a fucking monster truck. It was like my jaw literally fell open. I was just like, that's the fucking craziest thing. And like halfway yeah. through it, I was like, this is not going to end well. Because he was like upside down for a second. And then he Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, no, something's gone wrong. But it was something going very, very right. Yeah. Well, I, I I knew what he was trying to do. It was like, oh, I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to make yeah, you it. You think he just thought of it and was like, what if I... Did in like front that. of all these people, attempt something I've never done before. I'm looking yeah. at Max D right now. He's, or she, is a uh, pretty formidable-looking monster truck. Spikes all over. Spikes, yeah. Uh, there's a face coming out of the side. Yep, looks like um, looks like the face that comes out of that book in, in that one uh, Care Bears movie. <laughs> That's true. Thank Ooh, you. you Care Bears. Ooh. Um, Versus a monster truck. <clears throat> Maybe. Care we'll get to that in a second. Digger. We'll get to that in a second. Well, wait. Um, I thought you said you didn't have one, so I was... Oh, no. I've got plenty, but, I mean, it's no. just, like, which one are we going to do? Right. Um, but anyway, so the fun game is uh, I came up with my character, and I decided, and you can think of yours while I'm telling you about mine, mm-hmm. uh, is the Masked Dandy. Sure. And it'll have, like, I'll have, like, a cravat, uh, like, in a laced handkerchief. And a cape coming off of my truck. And I'll be like a heel. Like everybody will hate me. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll get out after I beat somebody and be like, I've never seen such a little, like that kind of guy. It'll be insufferable. Um, But I also, my trick is going to be, I'm going to have a, I'm going to be spinning donuts. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have one of the other cars just like hanging out, one of the other trucks. And I'm going to spin donuts around. And then I'm going to end, and there's going to be a big empty glove on the front of my truck. And I'm going to slap. The other nice. truck in the face. How do you like that? That's interesting. And I was thinking I could have, like, um, you know, a big white powdered wig piled on top of my head, like uh-huh. a 18th century fop. And But, like, there's going to be a hole cut out at the top of my truck so the hair can get out. Right. Yeah, having not gone to a monster truck rally in a very long time, if, if ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so are the actual drivers, like, that... Like, no. present? Or is it no. just the trucks drive around? It's just the trucks driver, and yeah. this was obviously, like, I was yeah. mixing up professional wrestling, right. and because, honestly, they're indistinguishable in my mind. Yeah, I, one of them's trucks and one of them's people. Yeah, but it's the same. I just uh, googled if anyone's ever done a Monster Model T, and uh, they have. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, just Google Monster Truck Model T. There's a couple okay. up there. Um, so I can't do that. Um, my first thought was, uh, Professor Truck, and just be like a, 
have like a gigantic like mortar board on top of the truck. Oh my god, I love it. And like equations all over it, maybe. Wow. I don't that's I don't great. know like what my like yeah, what my tricks would be. You'd be like I have like a I like I do all my tricks on a gigantic chalkboard and I'm writing out like equations. That's that's good. Yeah. Um yeah, that's great. I love that. Um mm-hmm. Graham's was a depressed truck that oh. like goes like because <laughs> that's the sound the trucks make right um and it'd be like prozac pathetic prozac punk or something like that sure and he'd be like in a wife beater mm-hmm. and a robe would be around the truck sure and he would like win and then he would be inter- being interviewed he'd be like how's it feel to win he's like man i haven't felt anything since my wife left me wow the truck would say this? No, the driver would say it. Okay. But he would be dressed the same. He would be dressed as a... Right. You know. I think it would be funny if, if the, the truck is depressed and, like, the, the driver's just, like, normal. And it's like, yeah, man, I wish wish he could appreciate it. He just, you know... <laughs> he can't take, you know... He takes all the criticism on, but he can't take the uh, the positive reinforcement. He's, yeah. it, just, it just flies right by him. Um, we could do the, uh, roundup of the old episodes. I have a lot to say about those. Um, Cause okay, let's, so then let's, let's, let's go through what they are. Right. I'm fine with this. This is, it's, it's free content. We don't have to come up with something good. Exactly. We already came to our conclusions. We're just repeating our thought process. So, so I guess we can say, since this isn't something I don't think we've ever talked about on the pod or if we have there are as we've said three times where we've recorded full episodes or i think at one time it was just half an episode Correct. where we later discovered that the audio was completely unusable so i'm gonna go ahead and start with the one that i liked the least okay um and i also only can completely remember what one of them was which i, I feel yeah, like I... is going to be the third one yes it is um <laughs> So the first one was a good matchup, I thought. But then, you know, as we've kind of developed this podcast as we've gone along, it was too much of a perfect fight, as in, like, Superman versus the Incredible Hulk or whatever. Right. Like, it was too obvious. Um, Superman But it ended up being, I think, a very interesting conversation as it uh, led to certain revelations about the nature of these two characters. It was uh, Ernest P. Whirl. <laughs> Yeah. Versus Pee Wee Herman. That okay, that was the one that I said was I thought was gonna be the last one. Oh really? No, this yeah, is the worst one. Really? I mean maybe worse is a fight, but I love talking about both of these people. Oh. Guess what? We can do it again as long as we want right now. Well, we should do it again for about one third as as long as we want. That's true, yes. Um, um I can go first if you want me because I well I just heard all the arguments. What are your first thoughts? Yeah. Tell us your first thoughts. Well, I mean just recalling how the the main the main bullet points of the matchup. So as we're talking about, we're talking about Pee Wee Herman of Pee Wee's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, etc. The Paul Rubens uh, persona um, versus Ernest Power Tools Worrell. I grew up with both of these characters in equal measure. Um, I think Ernest Scared Stupid was one of the first, if not the first, film that I saw on the big screen three or more times. <laughs> Uh, other movies being, yeah. I think, Batman Returns. I just, whichever one of those came out first is the one I saw first. 
three if times. you're ever wondering who Adam and I are, yeah. I feel like that that sums it up pretty well because yeah. I'm the same way. Uh, I said it before, but I um, watched Police Academy six uh, literally every week for like right. two months. Uh, well, yeah, the Ernest movies and the Police Academy movies for me were the you know the easy picks at you know my time video or later Red Rabbit video when I was living closer to you, John. Mm-hmm. Um, of just oh, they're here. Yep, grab another Ernest, grab another uh, Police Academy. I'm ten, so this is perfect for me. Right. And then yeah, um, and then Pee Wee, you know, obviously Pee Wee's Big Pee Wee's Playhouse and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, classic touchstones of being our age. Um, I have to interject and just say because it popped into my mind for the first time in a long time that I. We went to Blockbuster Video once, and I rented. I wanted to rent Young Einstein, but I accidentally grabbed Young Frankenstein, and I was <laughs> really upset about it. Like, that is so hilarious upset. that yeah. you got a movie that is conservatively twenty times better and yeah, <laughs> yeah, more more well more well regarded, and you were like, "This sucks." No, I think that actually I was I was a little afraid of the Peter Boyle Frankenstein character. Oh, sure. Um, and I think that was actually the reason why I was more upset. And Young Einstein is is really bad. Oh man, I should rewatch that. I know. It, I was just they were just serious. talking about it on one of those Australian podcasts I listened to, as you you'd imagine they would. I mean, yeah. even they were like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> it's not like much bigger there. It's it's you know. He puts the bubbles in beer. Using nuclear power. Yeah, something, something like that. that. Well, because – and then he also apparently like Reckless Kelly is another Yahoo serious movie that's very similar. And then I think there's even a third one where – but it's all like sort of rewriting history or like – yeah. You know what's um, great so, is that – go ahead. Sorry. No, no, well, I was getting back on track. So first you do your thing. No, I, I mean that's – I was going to say that every time we start doing one of these episodes, I'm like – half asleep i'm like uh i gotta drag myself through this but then we always hit a point at which i'm like get excited about it and that just happened right like this is this is great yeah we're talking about Ernest, uh and yahoo serious and yahoo serious um yeah fuck i'll I'll watch some of those again until i start and it's like very terrible and then i stop um Yeah, so my my recollection from the uh from the uh our decision is that on surface, Ernest seems like he would beat Pee-wee cuz Pee-wee is sort of a a weak, you know, petulant man-child and Ernest is like, you know, a working class uh, you know, blue-collar. I mean, ultimately, uh, yeah, that was you're correct. That was the actual the ultimate matchup, which is that Pee-wee is they're both children essentially. Yeah. Um Ernest has no friends save children, except for Bobby and the old guy. And Vern, obviously. Oh, right. Isn't Vern the camera? Isn't, aren't we Vern? Are, are, are we Vern? I guess. That's a, that's a great deep philosophical question. Yeah. We should change the name of this podcast to Are We Vern? Um, it's already happened. So, I've already changed the uh, the graphic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the I think that, yes, you are correct that the ultimate conclusion that we came to was they're both children, but... Ernest being seemingly having like more masculinity to him and being right. he was like a sling blade character as we described yeah. him, which sure. is that he's 
simple and strong, but ultimately doesn't want to hurt anybody. Did He's one like, or both um, of us do that? Uh, do that impression? I've never seen seen Sling, uh, no. Sling Blade. So oh, me neither. But I've seen Probably. things that were made in the year after Sling Blade. So right. Haver, um, love those French fried potatoes. <laughs> Is that good? I, I, I'm asking you, you. You don't know. I've got no idea. I've got yeah. no frame of reference. Um, he's also uh, of Mice and Men. What's that character's name? Lenny, yeah. Lenny. He's a Lenny. Lenny Small. And Pee Wee Herman is a 98-pound weakling. Yes, but he's a very, very spiteful 98-pound weakling. Yes. He has... There is so I think this is actually what we drew back to, which is that the there is no scene in Ernest movies where he tries to murder somebody, right? Um, even when he has electricity on his side, right? Yeah, he's just sort of fucking around, right? But Pee Wee Herman and that one scene in Pee Wee's Big Adventure jumps yeah. into what I guess is a bathtub, a very large, an Olympic sized bathtub, yeah, Olympic, yeah, exactly, and then tries to drown um, his. His frenemy, Francis. Yeah. I think that I'll, I mean, obviously I'm going to give it to Pee Wee, but I would say I think that Ernest could win, but it would have mm-hmm. to be an accident. Yeah. Like, well, do you, th- do you like think that like he would have to get his uh, Ernest goes to jail powers or like some other, yeah, supernatural means? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He would be like walking through, um, Pee-wee's house to be like, I'm going to go say, try to make peace with them, go say mm-hmm. hi. And he's magnetized and doesn't realize it. Magnetized. Rube Goldberg machine and a knife sure. flies off and stabs Pee-wee in the eye and kills him. God, that was, nothing. they need to bring back that era of filmmaking where the main character <laughs> just has Rube Goldberg machines. Really? I 100% agree. Like, how did they not just have at least one Iron Man thing where he just, Yeah. Well, I guess he he does, but he's a billionaire, so he doesn't need to make it out of, like, a cuckoo clock hitting a toaster. He just has, you know, real things. That's how you know he's still one of the people, you know? He hasn't lost his his touch with what it's like to be a normal person. I mean, to be fair, he kind of does that in Iron Man 3. He has to, like, literally go to, like, Target or something in, like, middle America and build, like, fake Iron Man shit. Do you remember that? Have you seen Iron Man 3? I didn't see 2 or 3. Ah. I mean, fair, but in Iron Man three, he's like trapped in I don't I don't know what like Kentucky or something, um, and his suit is his suit is like died like the battery died literally, and he yeah. has to like save Don Cheadle or something, and a kid's like yeah well you're a fucking genius why don't you build something he's like all right and he like makes all this like you know like anarchist cookbook shit out of uh, <laughs> out of stuff he gets at like a a Walmart yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say stuck in is the only correct way to describe being in, in Kentucky. Sure, yeah. It's... Fair enough. Um, okay. But I still think that, like, like going back to Batman versus James Bond being like, well, Batman doesn't kill. But, like, in the in the scenario we're saying, like, we have to say, like, well, he will. Like, it's, you know, I don't think we can say that, like, Ernest wouldn't hurt Pee-wee because he's practically a child. We're like, no, like we're we're saying they're fighting to the death, so there has to right. be a, there has to be, we're in whatever scenario that they would kill. Uh, and I think Ernest could kill Pee-wee with like a, a like a sawzall. <laughs> he still has with, these power tools. 
Yeah, with a uh, with a lawnmower. Oh yeah, uh, I'm picturing it right now, and it's horrifying and satisfying. Um, so that's a mixed bag. I would say it is in more in Pee Wee's nature to kill, right? <laughs> than it is in Ernest. And I think that if it yeah. was just a fight in that sense, then he would win. But I think yeah. that you, it just in terms of physical strength. Yeah. And again, Pee Wee's got all those fucking gadgets. That's true, but I don't think he has any like murder gadgets. I think uh, Ernest has, yeah. you know, his fair share of gadgets. That's true. Like a toilet bomb. I feel like there's a toilet bomb and yeah, probably. Ernest goes to camp. Um, while Alzado. Okay. Or so... just get his, his cop friends to shoot him. Are they always cops or are they just cops in some of them? No, oh, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're, they have different the fat, jobs. The fat guy and the old guy. But I thought they're always like, are they always uh, law enforcement? Are they always like authority? Yeah, they always seem to talk down to Ernest. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he's, he's a doofus. Fucking moron. So you're giving it to Ernest. I'm giving it to Ernest. Okay. I'll do that, too. I think that that's, you know, mm. it's like he wins two fights. I could see uh, Pee Wee winning one. Yeah. Um, the next one that I was going to go to was the one that we didn't finish. I legit honestly don't remember which episodes we've finished and which ones we haven't, so. Well, I think that there, yeah, I think there's actually two that we didn't fully finish, but um, on we discovered on both of them that there was audio uh, problems that we never finished. Yeah, them. and but, we couldn't okay, so, straighten them out, and we were either too angry or too drunk or both at the time yes, to, to solve that's it. that's probably, yes, both. Um, so this one is uh, one that I had insisted on doing for a while. Yeah, yeah, so this is the one I think that I remember. Um, yeah, uh, it was Gremlins versus the Adams Family, right? Which and the big the big question mark there would would it really be versus? Exactly, they would get along famously. Yeah, how like a house on it. fire. Yeah, a, a house would probably also be on fire at some point during their friendship. See, the thing is, though, like I feel like the Gremlins wouldn't stand for friendship. You know, it seems like yeah. the, the, like mayhem is they have to have it. I would imagine it would be I envision it as a um as like a trouble with tribbles-esque scenario where like you know gomez brings him brings him in as you know pets and maybe like morticia or like the kids are like what's with this dumb like uh furry uh furry animal and he's like oh no wait a minute it gets good and then they but and then and then they they love it at first, or they you know they're into it, and then it just over overruns the uh, the mansion. I feel like we should probably also just identify that the Adams family, macabre, yeah, humorously macabre, but creepy also cookie. like creepy cookie, they, mysterious and, and spooky, also unflappable. Yeah, uh, they seem to just like nothing really. Yeah, gets they're them they're upset. like Gomez in particular. I think is one of the more like optimistic characters you can come up with in popular culture right as i think we you you can go ahead and tell us about it but the uh, episode about failure so yeah the, yeah, but the one episode of adam's family i've probably seen in full and so i bring it up all the time yeah it's gomez is depressed because everything he everything he's ever tried 
has succeeded and nothing comes as a challenge to him. So Morticia's like, well, you've never failed before. That's something you've never done. So he keeps trying to fail. Like, he jumps out of a an airplane without a parachute and he lives and other improbable things like that. And he's And then he's, like, even more depressed that he's not able to fail and then... Morticia's like, yeah, but you failed at failing, so that's that counts. Oh, hey, I just got a text message. That's a good. I like that joke. I mean, that's. Yeah. I feel like that's. That's twenty five minutes of TV back in the day, right? Yeah, and then um, probably they they cut to them all smoking and and selling you cigarettes. Yeah. So again, you know, they have like guillotines and shit laying around and maces and just like a whole bunch. Of, and that's that's their right. lifestyle they so, have they have multiple weird pets that they keep in rooms that aren't the rooms with the camera in it at the time so i can't imagine the gremlins winning yeah i think you know i think it would because i think just the adams family have you know the resources and the the cognitive ability on their side they are like the 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 gremlins were never if the gremlins could or would be a a unified force with like organization i think they would have the numbers but they never they never do even like in gremlins 2 the new batch you know professor gremlin or whatever the the smart one's name is doesn't really like recognize and like sort of take control so i think yeah, just it... eventually the adams family would would figure it out and kill all those gremlins it seems like the Professor Gremlin is, like, acting like this is a gremlin revolution, but it also really just seems like he's doing his own thing and all the other gremlins are doing their own thing and that they do not, don't have any real relation to each other. Yeah. Um, I, may, I can think of one way in which the gremlins would win, and that's if the lady gremlin um, was able to seduce... Pugsley or something. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna go with Uncle Fester. Yeah, I went for the the weird one. Sure, because he's a boy. Well, I mean that's 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 questionable on a number of levels. True. Yeah. Um, I was just Brain Gremlin days. is the official name of of the smart one, and do you know who voiced him? Yes. Like I didn't I didn't think about it, but then as soon as I looked it up and saw the name, I'm like, oh, of course, I was already doing that voice in my head, and that's who that is. Fuck. I know who the... Isn't it um, the guy from The Odd Couple? Yes. Okay, I can't remember. Tony Randall. Tony Randall, yeah. Yeah. Great movie. I really liked Gremlins yeah. too. That was another one that I watched a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. A uh, cameo from Hulk Hogan's in that. Of course. Bring, bring or... There's different versions, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. There's more than one version. Yeah, I think Leonard Maltin... I think Leonard Maltin and Hulk Hogan like switch out for some reason, I think. Yeah, that was in the era of like a gimmicky movie. Yeah. Like the like clue. Yeah. Um like fourth wall breaking kind of stuff. Uh my friend Camila, whom you've met and is listening right now. Hi Camila, mm-hmm. and if not, we're not friends anymore. Uh at at uh Comic Con last year, she dressed up as uh Phoebe Cates. I thought you were gonna say Lady Gremlin and I was about yeah, to no. fucking no. put my hands down my pants. No, oh boy! Just I just shit myself a little bit. Oh, out of arousal. Somebody, my coworker, told me that there is a Gremlins TV show in the yes, works. Yes, there's coming. Oh, yeah, okay. I was just actually about to tell you that because I read that literally today. Someone okay. tweeted about it. Cool, because I think it was just, it was one of those I can finally talk about it. It's like a Gremlin animated Gremlins prequel. 
And I think it right. takes place like in China, because like the guy who was saying it was also Asian and was like, "Let me know Asian people to put in my show." And I was like, "That's awkward." And I looked up and he was Asian, and I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." Okay. <laughs> He's allowed to. Um, yeah. See, you had a better idea for a Gremlins. Yes, a Gremlins pretty cool. Yeah. And and I saw that and I'm like sad, but it could also still happen because it could be in between where you set the Gremlins prequel in like is a world war one or world war two that like where the idea of gremlins first came from of being like i think it was like the royal air force like their term for like anything that would go wrong with an airplane was like oh the gremlins were you know right they and personified then became, their hmm? mechanical failures yeah yeah their mechanical failures and like airplanes they would blame on gremlins just as like a side joke or something and then i think there's a good connection. It's British pilots stationed in Malta, the Middle East, and India. So, you know, closer to China. Yep. Um, set it there during, yeah, during World War One. the Gremlins terrorizing the Royal Air Force. And it would be cool. I think that the Adams family has to win because the Gremlins can't get their shit together enough to actually, like... Yeah. I, I mean, I want to see that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hollywood. God damn! That, like, that that should be what that should be what the thing is. I think we're past like re we're we're past like regular reboot. We're past gritty reboot. I think it, it just needs to be mashup reboots. Yeah, like they did it. They you thought that this is where it was going when they did Friday the Thirteenth versus Night right. versus Jason. Yeah, but they didn't. And they just stopped. I think they sort of just relegated it to the like that genre of horror slasher movie. Right. And they didn't let that concept leave. Yeah, Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator. We we didn't get oh, our right. Pee Wee versus uh, Ernest, our Gremlins versus Adams Family. Right. Um, I thought I would come up with a third one by the time I got to this point, but I didn't. Um, I bet that it's because of the the rights are just difficult to. Play, oh yeah, procure. like I think yeah. to make it happen, you have to find the perfect pairing that is also the same company. Right. Like fucking. Doc and Marty versus King Kong. Right. Yeah, I I feel like you should be able to do something on the web. Like, if we could get an animator to just, like... The thing is, they already did this with uh, Celebrity Deathmatch, you recall? Yeah, that is, and yeah. That was dumb, and it was, like, jokey. I want to see, yeah. like, an actual serious right. rend- rendition of I mean, like, we happening. could just legit write a spec script for Gremlins Meet the Adams Family. Okay. I mean, And call it be, like, the Gremlins Meet the Adams Family. 25 pages i mean you just do like yeah. a 25 minute episode mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna actually start well we'll see if i actually start doing that but... <laughs> i'm gonna start <laughs> pretending that that i'm going to think about doing that while i'm on the podcast i'm like man this is gonna be my life from now on and then as soon as we're done i'm like man fuck that shit i got like, plenty of other like oh man chicken wings exist yeah oh man you're right Um, okay, I guess that's it for that segment. Yeah. We got one more to go. Yep. And, and I do remember what this one was. I didn't know. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Uh, to tell this story properly, I, I have to say that Adam texted me when I was working like four jobs ago in my office. And I he was like, how about this fight? And I immediately like texted back. It was one of those ones where just like, we can't talk about it anymore. We have to mm-hmm. do this. 
and yeah. we have to do it fast. Uh, and then I asked all of my coworkers around me what they thought, and everybody, every single p- uh, person had an opinion, which is how you know it's good. Yeah. Um, do you want to, since you came up with it? No, you say it, because I, like before, I thought I knew exactly what you were going to say, and you said the different things, so. Oh, okay. Uh, it was um, a bear with the intelligence of a human being versus a swarm of bees with the intelligence of a human being. Right. Collective intelligence. Collective intelligence, yeah. Yeah. And was it specifically, was it the weight of a bear in bees? That's what we decided, is that yeah. it was going to be... We found it had to be one-to-one the... mass. Yes. We looked up the mass of one bee and multiplied it much. until you got to the mass of a bear. Do you remember how many bees it was to bear? Bee to I bear it was ratio? Like two billion or something, or two million? That's a lot of bees. Are you looking it up right now? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't care that much either. Let's. Yep. It's gonna be a shit ton of bees, though. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that one of the first things we touched on, which was actually, I love these little philosophical nuggets that just pop up all the time when mm-hmm. we're doing this podcast. Uh. But saying that a hive of bees with the intelligence of a human is kind of redundant because they already do extraordinary things that one a sure. single bee cannot do. They're no gremlins. They, they work yeah. together. Yeah. They, like, put out fires with their wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they... They can... What is it? It's like, I think it's a, a, if a wasp. There's like... A, Hornet. It's in a hornet where they vibrate their body so much that they create a temperature that is, like, just too hot for the hornet to survive, but not so hot that the bee can't survive. They just, like, vibrate. They just shake themselves, and they know to do it. Yeah. It's really kind of crazy that they... It's fucking uh, insane. Yeah. They they do act as a single organism. Yeah. Um, uh, one bear also acts as a single organism, so... That's true. He's got... It's not a runaway with the, for the bees. So... I do remember how this ended and like the very good question that we ended on, but I'm trying to like hit all the notes that we, mm-hmm. uh, that we hit. Any good, any it. good riffs? No, I think that actually we thought this was a good episode because we were actually like very engrossed in yeah. the mechanics of it. So I think ultimately it came down to the way bees defend themselves is by stinging the eyes and the nose of a uh-huh. bear. Sure. So what would be the, benefit of having the intelligence of a human right other than if the bear could make a pair of goggles right say out of say out of yeah does the do the does the bear have like prep time right exactly and with the intelligence of a man but still the hands of a bear exactly with the dexterity yeah um because he would have to so i think that we can just assume that since he's got the intelligence of a bear the bear did the research and knows that they're going to sting his eyes and his nose. Yeah. His nose is easy to cover, but his eyes, like, how do you, could you, if you were a bear, could you conceive of a way, because we're assuming this is also in nature. I don't think that he, saying that he could do research just doesn't make any sense. They're in the, yeah. in the, the woods. Well, yeah, I don't know. When, like, when you say, like, a bear has the intelligence of a man, does he also have the resources that we currently have? Where, like, yeah, and does he know that, like, 
I can use the internet to find out things. See, for he me, doesn't I'm need, like... Yeah, he needs just a mask. He doesn't need, like, goggles. It doesn't have to be... It can cover everything. He could just get a uh, large enough, like, fishbowl. True. Right? Or get his head stuck yeah. in a jar. Yeah. So get make make sure there's like a tight enough seal around like the neck of the jar, so maybe like honey. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but That's where's he gonna get the honey? It's a uh, catch twenty two. Yeah. Um. So in my imagining, it's just it's the bear has the intelligence of human. It doesn't necessarily have the technology of a human. I just imagine yeah. that you know it doesn't even speak English, so it wouldn't be able to look things up on the internet. That's true. Um. I, let's let's just think of it this way. Absent any human intervention, would the bear be able to... I mean, let's also say that, like, the bear could probably go in and get the honey and get stung in the eyes, because they do it all the time anyway. Yeah. And the, there's only so much space you can get stung in the eyes, um, so having billions of bees, it doesn't necessarily... Right. But also, like, what's the... is the... Def- defining like victory for either side is killing the other side like i think that the, i think that the fight that we came up with or if we didn't i'm coming up with it now which is whether or not the bear can get the honey because uh-huh. that is i mean that that's that is the nature of that relationship literally literally these stings do have venom in them that's that's true so like Saying bees have the intelligence of a human, would they know that that each sting, each of their stings has a small amount of venom? And then so they can just see, like, well, we need to get X a number of stings in, and that's going to take down the bear. Because I think, like, when they're going for eyes and nose, that's more sort of a, like, you know, if a bee's going after my eyes, I'm getting out of there. I'm not, you know. But if, you know, both sides are more resilient because there's a podcast at stake uh yeah our bees gonna be like well no we need to we need to make we need to go for the kill shot and just sting everywhere at all times and you know until well but the reason why they sting the eyes and the nose is because that's the only part that's exposed the rest of the bear is covered in a thick oh that's true very hide that's fair i'm actually looking up that's bee fair. venom which apparently yeah. there's therapy Bee venom therapy for arthritis. Huh. Arthritis. Oh, wow. Bee swarm simulator? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yes, please. Welcome to the bee swarm simulator, Wiki. Bears. You can... Wait, hang on. Bee swarm simulator? Yeah. Brown bear, panda bear, science bear? What the fuck? What the... Is this Roblox? Yeah, I'm seeing Roblox Bee Swarm Simulator. Yes. Okay. I just have Bee Swarm Simulator. I guess that's a video game. Oh, so right. seems like Why this is probably right now. Yeah. Oh man, I'm wa- I'm um, watching Roblox Bee Swarm Simulator right now. It's just a weird blocky guy running around. There's like picture in picture. I think of the person playing it, but the person playing it is also like a CGI cat. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I yeah. This this podcast took a turn. Hatch mythic egg, yes or no? Tadpole bee. <laughs> I, I this guy just hatched a tadpole bee. I'm just gonna describe watching this video 
of a guy playing a game I have no concept of. This is good. This is good radio. I think this is great. There's a giant water cooler. Oh wait, now he's in a. This looks a lot like. Do you remember those um like PS One games where you're like army soldiers, like army like toy toy soldiers? Oh, vaguely. Oh, just right. like there, yes. There's like a lot of like different video games that were you're a tiny thing, and so you're just in like a suburban home. Uh, like Commentary Domacy? Yeah. This guy just hatched a star egg. I don't... This isn't... This is not a uh, scientifically accurate Beast Form Simulator. <laughs> no, I think that goes without saying. Nothing. Um, all right. Well, what do you... What's your impulse to say about this? Um... Does the bear get the honey? I don't. I don't know if the bear can get the honey. If what what, what was the actual like official answer on how many bees? How much is it? Well, how much does a bear weigh? Look up how much a bee weighs. A bee weighs um, about point zero 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 two five pounds, which means six thousand bees can be as heavy as fifteen pounds. Oh, I'm sorry, sixty thousand bees. Male grizzlies weigh around three hundred ninety-five to seven hundred ninety pounds. That's a that's a that's a big spread. Why is that? Well, because so, when they come out of hibernation, probably was what I was uh, Am I doing averages wrong? What did you do? It's three ninety five plus seven ninety divided by two. Or that's not how you. Would, I, I mean, that's how you would average those two numbers. Why, I can't believe we're doing this on a podcast. Yeah, but you're getting says, like five ninety two, right? No, I'm getting 987. Yeah, no, you're doing I don't know something I'm wrong. I'm doing it wrong. I got it twice. Okay, t- uh, call it 600. Three. I'm just gonna try this one more time because I'm afraid that maybe the laws of physics and mathematics have stopped working for me. Equals divided by two. There we go. 592. Yes, is the average weight. So, what was your B number? Uh, 0.00025. So I'm getting 2.4 million Bs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I knew it was two-something. You knew there was a two in there? Yeah. Well, I knew it was either two million or two billion. Two and a half million. So I'm going to say two and a half million bees versus a bear. So the thing is, it's like, how determined is the bear? Because it's the fate of the world the sti- is at stake. No, I think that it's just really hungry. Yeah, but see, then we're I just mean, going back to, like, we can't, I don't think in any other matchup we allow the option of like giving up i feel like a bear would get the honey you know at you know at the expense of his long-term health against two and a half million bees um like the bear will definitely get the honey but i feel like yeah the bees could could kill the bear you think well okay so wait a minute let's let's go back what is it apotoxin apotoxin yeah see this is where i was going was yeah how much Yeah, apotoxin. Okay, experts say that the average adult can safely withstand more than 1,000 bee stings. But then another thing says 600 could well be lethal. Oof. I'm looking at a lot of pictures of bee stings. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm basi- basically I'm looking at like and thinking that if 600 to 1,000 bee stings can be fatal to a human... And a bear is roughly three times the weight of a human. There's more than enough bees. There's way more than enough bees in 2.5 million that the bees are definitely going to kill the bear. You know, whether the bear can get the honey is one thing, but if the bees are in it to win it... 
Okay, let's let's deal with the the deathmatch first because I am interested in this. So I mean, yeah, the bear cannot physically kill. Yeah, I don't know how uh, you think <laughs> all those bees. So the thing is, though, that the bees cannot penetrate his thick fur and hide. I mean, sure. I guess if it's got to come down to one or the other, I go with the one with a bunch of stingers and poison. Yeah, yeah, I don't think a yeah. I think for anything is that like if a bear's thick fur can protect it from. A bee sting. It's not. It, I think the numbers aren't in its favor. You know, some of the the venom is going into its skin and going into its its system. I would think, if two and a half million. Yeah, I don't know. I could. Yeah, I don't think a bear could keep enough of the bees from stinging him for it to not kill him. I got an idea. I think that what would happen is the two million bees would all swarm around and cover the bear in yeah. every square inch with bees and then start shaking and then cook the, cook the bear. What's the top temperature that a bear can survive? It's probably a lot. Are you looking this up now? How hot can a bear get? <laughs> <laughs> it's comforting to know that there's people as stupid as, as us on the internet. Yeah, bears don't do this. Bears bears handle the cold. The bears lower their, uh, their uh, metabolism to deal with the cold. I don't think it can do anything to deal with True. the heat of a bunch of pea bodies but again like like i don't think i don't think that uh method is on the bees side i don't think no i agree i was just it was just a joke yeah what a, visu- a visually humorous thing john um yeah i think that when it comes down to it i cannot imagine the bear actually going after every bee and killing enough of them like, the, bee, the bees can just, if you have a big old bear paw and you swipe at it, the bees are just going to fly away and come back. Yeah. Like, it'd have to stomp on them. Yeah, that'd be hard to do. Yep. So, now since we're here and we're recording and we're, this is the topic, let's just do the, the honey thing. Because uh-huh. my question is... The bear is, will get the honey. Well, see, but the whole point of bees stinging the bear in the eyes is that it's a deterrent. Sure. So, how driven is the bear is the question. I like think if, it if it's within, I think it's within the context of it being this matchup. I think we have to say that the bear can only be stopped be by death. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Then the bear wins. I feel good because I'm otherwise it's very grim for the bear. Yeah. This whole thing. It would get in. It would get in and out. It'd also, like I'm picturing a, a quick... I'm picturing Humphrey Bear, so I'm feeling really bad about the fact that it's right. going to be stung to death by two and a half million bees. Yeah, you know Humphrey Bear, bear right? Yeah. He's still like the Disney Bear. Ah, uh, yes. Speaking of which, uh, I don't know if you follow Vic Berger on. Nope. Uh, he's he's a great video comedian. He just does funny edits of politicians. Sure. He found uh, and edited a video from 1994 of Bill and Hillary Clinton uh, talking, and it's like a skit. It's fucking bizarre. Like mm-hmm. they are in the White House. And it is clearly a jokey kind of thing to talk about Clinton care. And the the edit that Vic Berger does goes like this. Bill Clinton walks in and he's like, hey, Harriet, how's it going? And he sits down next to her on the couch and she goes, we are all going to die. And then Bill Clinton goes, all going to die? Wow. That is scary. I've never been so frightened in all my life. Me neither. Wow. We are all going to die. 
That's terrible. They're all going to die. You should go watch it. The point of this is that in my mind, Bill Clinton is a is a country bear. Sure. We're all gonna die. That was a boring Thanks point for, in the story. Yeah, bringing that up. All right. Well, what about a what about a like a cartoon bear monster truck? Have they done that? Oh, I feel good. like there's a that's a very close. There should be like sort of like knockoff country bear, like hillbilly bear monster truck. I feel like it's it's not a very you know long walk from one to the other. Yeah, but it's just not intense, you know. That's like true. That's true. That... It's not. They don't go. They don't go outside of of toxic masculinity very far, do they? No. It's got to be. It, yes, yeah. ex- exactly. Do you think there's a uh, a Slipknot branded monster truck? Why am I asking but, I mean, you and not the person that yeah. knows? Bear. I was trying to think of like how you could intensify a bear, like putting a rocket rocket bear, scud missile bear. It's a bear that's like riding on a scud missile. Sure. Graham's favorite monster truck. He was rooting for all night, and it did not win. I don't think any event was Alien Invasion. No. Who had that's that's green... oh that's so Graham. It is. That's so yes, '90s, Graham. He's always on brand. Yeah, Graham brand. On Graham. Uh, there. Is, oh my God! Google barefoot monster truck. B e a r foot monster truck. It's such a dumb look. They tried it. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't oh, make well. sense. Why is why are why is the uh, American flag involved? I mean, other than the fact that it's a monster truck. Right. It is not themed very well for bears. Like, look up Undertaker, Monster Truck, and Zombie Monster Truck. You'll see what I mean. Or not Undertaker, Gravedigger. You still there? Well, I think I lost Adam. So, hello? I guess I'll just close this out. Um, Adam, do you want to close this out? And that's the real fucking deal, shitheads. Bye. Bye.